Welcome to Paytech Talk, the podcast of payment technology law, brought to you by the dedicated lawyers at Adderholt Munich. With Paytech Talk, you get the latest trends and topics and experience the world of payment, banking, and IT. Hi, I'm sitting here with Carsten Wengel from Giesig and Devrient at the Money 2020. And I'm very happy that Carson was willing to answer some of our questions. So in your opinion, Carson, mm. um, how long will we continue to pay in cash? Good question. Um, in my opinion, we will continue to pay in cash. That's a very short answer. Uh, but the second answer would be it depends where. So what we already see now, you see a quite large distribution of countries where cash is uh, getting increasingly less important. Mm -hmm. right? Uh, take, for example, Sweden, which I just recently visited uh, in, in Stockholm. Some people I met, they said, well, we just do cards or we do peer-to-peer, -peer, and that's it. So they don't even carry cash anymore, right? In other countries where you have less infrastructure available, okay. I think cash still plays a predominant role, right? And uh, it's interesting, if you look at our statistics, the overall amount of cash that is being printed is actually still increasing, even now, right? Yeah. But we will see a shift for sure in the future. And uh, that is all coming uh, through all the digital schemes that are developing very rapidly. What we, of course, see here at the Money 2020. And where Giesig and Devrin also in our business model is playing a big role nowadays, mm -hmm. enabling different ways of doing payments. Right? Mm -hmm. um, my second question would be, what will be the most commonly used payment method in 2025? 2025, that's a good question. So do we have a glass bowl in front of us? Right? <laughs> no, but uh, look, I think we will see a, a coexistence of many payment methods uh, going on. So I mentioned already the peer-to-peer -peer and the uh, card business. Uh, mm -hmm. I met Visa and MasterCard mm -hmm. uh, here on 2020, and they for sure see that their business model is not going uh, away, right? right? Mm -hmm. But if you just think in developing countries where we have, uh, in African countries, for example, even phones now being used as wallets, right? Yep. Where yep. you can just uh, pay from one uh, phone to the other yep. in order to, for example, pay people who work on a coffee plantage, right? And mm -hmm. things like this. So we will see a coexistence of many of these models. However, what I believe is that it will become easier to pay. We are uh, ourselves working a lot now with the FIDO standards, for example, for biometrics. So. Mm -hmm so that uh, in the future you can just pay not by putting a pin or, or some other uh, sort of identification anymore on top of things, but rather you use, for example, your face, your fingerprint, like an uh, Apple devices, you can do it already, or you even use uh, retina scans and things like this going further. If you think the American Express slogan, just pay with your good name, mm -hmm. I think it will go towards just pay with your smile. Mm -hmm. If we get to that kind mm -hmm. of thing, so that the existence of multiple technologies becomes irrelevant for me as a user, I think that's where we're going to go. And I, I hope we can actually achieve this by 2025. Mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. what would be my wish to make the user experience really, really better. Yeah. You know? um, the famous next big thing, what will be for the fintech industry? Another looking glass question, basically. Exactly. Thank you for those. So I wonder why the fintechs think about this, by the way. <laughs> now they're asking me. Well, look, um, I think in, in if you just consider payments and everything around, I mentioned already user experience. And I believe it's a little bit finding a needle in the haystack. What really is a business model that can drive new revenue streams based on data? especially on customer data, on the way we interact with each other, mm -hmm. and, uh, and make this monetizable, make money with it. Mm 
and it's very hard. Mm -hmm. So I see many fintechs uh, wrestling around with this. Some have, I think, very good ideas, for example, to do transfer from one country to the other much easier and cheaper, mm -hmm. and that for them is a business case, right? Yeah. And I've seen yeah. instances like this on the last Seamless conference, for example, in Dubai. But I, I would say that no one really has found yet the really big business case to go for. So it's also a lot of searching going on, consultancy, mm. putting some innovation cycles together and, and things. So what can the world look like in the future? Well, the example I just gave you was uh, paying with your smile. If we find a company that can really drive this business, this use mm -hmm. case going forward, mm -hmm. I think that will be a good one mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. think about this mm -hmm. one. So um, I cannot really answer you the questions. I can just paint the picture of what are the constituents that will bring things together. And I do hope that the fintechs really play a very innovative role in making the user experience in the future much better than it is today. Yeah, because if, if I just look at my, in my cards, I mean, I have an, an app in which I store all my pins which by itself is, again, uh, stored with a pin, right? Yeah, 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 <laughs> so yeah. you know my point, right? Yeah. So this has to change. This has yeah, to change. Yeah. And here, fintechs, I think, can play a really, really predominant role in, yeah. in driving that innovation. But again, I mean, we will also see many die because uh, yeah. it's not, not easy to find the business case that will survive. Yeah. yeah. Well, th thank you. That's a splendid answer. But I, I do have one follow-up question because Please. you didn't mention blockchain. Almost everybody mentions blockchain. And I was thinking if I should, and I on purpose <laughs> didn't. I come from IBM, by the way, mm -hmm. and I just changed my role into G&D, where I now lead the region of EMEA. And uh, we talked a lot about blockchain there, right? Mm -hmm. Now, blockchain, for me, is a great technology in order to lock something that has happened, mm -hmm. right? And amongst different constituents. If this is a payment or some other kind of supply chain transaction, yeah. doesn't matter, right? The question for me is, who will be the one institute, company, business model, who will say, I'm going to use blockchain as a business model for everybody mm. in there. So who is really owning the platform mm. and the business model? Mm. And this is not apparent. And I don't see somebody waving here, I'm going to be it. It's not a government institution, yeah. it's not a private institution so far. Mm -hmm. So, you know, all these great technologies that go through hype cycles. I think we yeah. are pretty much at the tip of the, of the mountain currently when it comes to blockchain. So there will be some Time where it now goes back again, and then maybe again with a one needle in the haystack, we yeah. will find somebody who will really make a good business model of it. But yeah. currently, it's not apparent. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no. It's, I think that's an interesting take on it. Yeah. I actually share that view. <laughs> oh, I'm <laughs> yeah. happy. <laughs> um, so, what what I would be interested in, you know. I'm, I'm pretty sure you're aware of the new regulations coming in in Europe, in particular on authentication, strong customer authentication, mm -hmm. also your business basically, right? Mm -hmm. So it does enable your business, I can see that. But what do you think? Are regulators actually doing something good for Europe that they put up these high thresholds? Where do you see the consumer reacting? Mm. Do they really want that much security or do they want convenience? I do believe both. And the question is, how can we drive up security in the transaction while employing a, a great user experience, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm happy with a PIN card and with a PIN code for my credit card, for example, until something goes wrong, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I just had a friend who went to Barcelona, uh, the handbag was robbed, mm -hmm. and three hours later, the money was gone, mm -hmm. right? So when you have such an experience, you say, wow, what just happened, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, and the security standard was not good enough, yeah. right? So there's always a strive for higher security, and that's why also think the regulation plays a really important role. 
now. The user experience of storing tons of uh, PIN codes is still an issue, right? Yeah. And it's not really driving a great user experience. And, no. I, and I personally hate it, and you probably too, right? Yeah. And that's why I still believe, I come back to the point earlier, that biometrics can do the trick. Yeah. Because if you just do the fingerprint, it's it's one area to be secure. Now you, you colorate this with your face. You move yeah. your face in front of a camera, right? And nowadays we are at a stage where actually this can be distinguished from just putting a video in front of a camera, right? So the life mm -hmm. factor plays an important mm -hmm. role, and it can be found out by the modern technology now, yeah. right? Yeah. Then you add voice to it, it's still another bio factor, right? Yeah. And now I have my finger, I have my voice, and I have my face always with me. And yeah. it's me. It identifies me uniquely. So yeah. that's why I still, still think the regulators especially l should look into if the biometric standards for every type of transaction could ultimately lead to not only great security, mm -hmm. but also yeah. to a very yeah. good user experience to make all of our lives easier. Yeah, mm. I completely see the advantages of biometrics because, as you said, you, you always have it with you. You have your face with you, if you like it or not. Yes. So, <laughs> but, <laughs> but some people are saying everything can get corrupted and there will be, you know, th there is basically an industry out there that is up for fraud. A fraud industry mm. and we also know that for instance what we're used to the biometrics with the fingerprint even there we know that there are fraudsters that can actually corrupt it and it's it's not as secure as we thought and so the argument against biometrics is if that's gone then you don't have anything more to prove mm. a, a tan you can just get a new tan and and your payment instrument is again safe now with your fingerprint stolen you're basically robbed of your identity don't you, do you see this as an issue? I, I mean, I have not heard yet, at least, uh, of stolen fingerprints. Now, I'm, I'm sure that is, in principle, possible. You can think so. That's why I think the correlation plays a, a strong role, because yeah. there are some things you cannot steal a, a face, yeah. right? Yeah, and, uh, and, and the yeah. mimics and things like this. You cannot steal your retina. I mean, yeah. that's just... Or, or you just don't want to think about how that's going to happen. Yeah. Well, I don't want to think about it, to be yeah. quite honest, right? Yeah. So um, from that perspective, it sounds... Uh, as of now, as yeah. a next big uh, leapfrog step in towards a new set of security that cannot yeah. be changed. So far I've heard that um, there's recognition uh, mistakes made on a fingerprint, one out of 50,000. Yeah. That's actually yeah. pretty good. Yeah. That's actually pretty good. I think for a pin, uh, the, the number is much lower, right? Mm -hmm. Now, if you take 150,000 here, you take your face, maybe it's one in 100,000, and you do a cross product, and you go over already in the millions. Mm -hmm. So I think it's pretty secure, but I agree with your point. Uh, there, are, there will always be some people who try to corrupt it, no, and, that, and that race will always continue yeah, in no, life. No, that's, that's true. also true. That's true, that's true, <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you very much. Well, thank that you for the interview. Cool. Really great yeah. seeing you here on the Money 2020. Yeah. Thank you for joining Paytech Talk today. For further information, visit your source for legal and industry-specific insights on payment, banking and IT, and subscribe to our newsletter at paytechlaw.com.